Well, hello and welcome to the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark. Thank you for joining us again. Welcome if it's your first time. We're going to be listening to some uh, sides that were recorded for uh, Norman Grants in 1953. Norman Grants was a jazz promoter who was probably best known in his early career for having put together the Jazz at the Philharmonic Tours. They were essentially jam sessions that traveled from city to city and they were put on almost like gladiatorial contests in a way. He was early on a pioneer for integration on the bandstand and he insisted that his African-American artists receive the same pay and the same treatment that his white players did as well. And uh, he was putting these together primarily on the West Coast while he was uh, in the service during World War II. So starting about 1943 or 44, used a lot of West Coast musicians, but gradually as they became more popular, he started introducing uh, stars from other bands that were traveling through Los Angeles at the time. And over the years, he uh, had a kind of a, a core cast of jazz musicians who uh, worked for him in these uh, big tours, these Jazz at the Philharmonic uh, jam sessions. One of his most prominent soloists was trumpet player Roy Eldridge. And Roy Eldridge was considered to be one of the really leading stylists on trumpet in the 1930s. We've done a couple of podcasts and radio shows on Eldridge. Uh, he uh, started playing uh, when he was a boy in Pittsburgh. He grew up in Pittsburgh. He was born in 1911. Uh, he said early on his chief influences on trumpet were not so much other trumpet players. We're used to hearing trumpet players from that generation say Louis Armstrong was their chief influence, but Eldridge said he didn't really listen to Armstrong until later on in the 1930s. In the 1920s, he was listening to saxophone players like Coleman Hawkins, for example. He specifically cited the uh, solo that Hawkins took on the Fletcher Henderson recording of Stampede as being very important to his development. So by the early 1930s, Eldridge uh, made his way to New York. He was playing with uh, quite a few groups. He had played with Speed Webb, which was a territory band. When he got to New York, he started playing with uh, Elmer Snowden's band. He even made a, a short film called Smash Your Baggage uh, with them for the Vitaphone Company. That was his first recording and certainly his first film appearance. Uh, he began uh, being known as a soloist. He had a tremendous range. He was a very short fellow, about five foot three, but he made up uh, for his stature in his uh, playing abilities, and especially in his high notes. His range extended even beyond what Armstrong had been doing, and uh, his speed of fingering and articulation really set him far ahead of most jazz trumpet players of the day. In fact, it was looking forward to the bebop players, Dizzy Gillespie and Fats Navarro and later on Clifford Brown, that uh, Eldridge was really uh, starting to do even in the 1930s. He played with Willie Bryant's band for a while. He played with Fletcher Henderson's band in the Christopher Columbus years, which we have a, a podcast on. He uh, led his own band in Chicago in the late 30s, 37, 38, which was a sort of a small big band that emphasized uh, jazz playing. And and some of the recordings that he made for various labels were very uh, influential in their time. He was a sideman on recordings for Teddy Wilson and uh, many other uh, one-off recording sessions as well. In the early 1940s, uh, he had become disillusioned with music. He actually started working outside of the music industry for a while, but he was lured back, and he started playing with some white bands. He played with Gene Krupa's band. He was a, a big part of the success of the Krupa band in the early 40s, doing songs like uh, Rock and Chair and After You've Gone and Let Me Off Uptown, both as a singer and a trumpet player. 
And then from there, he went to Artie Shaw's band and played with them for a few years before getting the band-leading bug himself in about 1944 and putting his own big band together, which made a handful of recordings that were pretty good and featured his playing very well. But the uh, time for the big bands was passing, and uh, that band didn't do too much. After that, he went into small groups again. He was doing these jazz at the Philharmonic tours. Uh, by the early 1950s, he his career was languishing a little bit, as were most of the careers of his contemporaries. But he was... Uh, I won't say brought out of retirement, he never retired, but he was rescued to a certain degree by Norman Grant, who started putting him to work on recording sessions. And we're going to be hearing a couple of his early recording sessions for Norman Grant's in 1952 and, or in 1953 and 54. These recordings feature Eldridge unadorned, no other horn players. He doesn't even sing on these. He just plays trumpet, and he's backed up by Oscar Peterson and his trio and quartet. Oscar Peterson uh, was a piano player from Canada. Uh, he's considered to be one of the most technically adept piano players in jazz history. Uh, an African-American from Canada really uh, became very well known in the United States beginning in the late 40s. Uh, his recordings for Norman Grants and his participation in the Jazz at the Philharmonic con uh, concerts really brought him to the attention of the wider public. And musicians uh, loved Oscar Peterson. He was a very good accompanist as well as being a faultless soloist. And we're going to hear his accompanying uh, on these recordings. He doesn't take too many solos, but you can hear what made musicians uh, so fond of him. So the first set of recordings we're going to hear come from a date in Los Angeles in December of 1953. Roy Eldridge with Oscar Peterson on piano, Herb Ellis on guitar, Ray Brown on bass, and Alvin Stoller on drums. And again, this is all Eldridge all the time. Not even any sol piano solos or guitar solos on this particular um, session. But we're going to hear Eldridge uh, start out with the Gershwin tune, Somebody Loves Me. Nice medium tempo thing here. We'll hear quite a lot of Eldridge muted playing, but uh, not just muted playing, some open things as well. Following that, we're going to hear uh, Willow Weep for Me by Anne Runnell, one of the best of the female songwriters of the 1930s. This is a very bluesy, sad tune that uh, singers particularly liked, but here Eldridge really brings out the quality of the tune with his playing. After that, an Eldridge original called Feeling a Draft. Gives a little more energy to his playing. Then the Ellington tune, Echoes of Harlem, which had been composed for Cootie Williams, but here given the Roy Eldridge treatment. Then we're going to finish off that set with a standard that was uh, prominent in the early 1950s, although it was a much older tune, called When Your Lover Has Gone. So this is Roy Eldridge with the Oscar Peterson Quartet, and those are our tunes. Somebody Loves Me, Willow Weep For Me, Feeling a Draft, Echoes of Harlem, and When Your Lover Has Gone.
So there we have Roy Eldridge featured with the Oscar Peterson Quartet, December of 1943. And these sessions were done, as I said, for Norman Grants. I believe this was still the Clef label. He had a whole series of record labels that all kind of morphed one into the other. Clef and Norgran and Mercury, and it all eventually became Verve Records. And that's where most of the reissues come from, or for records. So we started out with the Gershwin tune, Somebody Loves Me, a very restrained performance, uh, by Roy Eldridge standards anyway, uh, that went on to an even more restrained performance on Willow Weep For Me. He had a way with a ballad. It wasn't uh, the way that Armstrong would play it with a grandiose type of feeling to it. It was kind of an intimate way, especially when he started using mutes, which he did a little bit later on in the set, uh, or more so later on in the set. Then we heard uh, Feeling a Draft, which was, as I said, uh, an original by Roy Eldridge. It was based on the form and chord changes of the Walter Donaldson tune uh, Love Me or Leave Me, which was a pretty famous jam session vehicle of the 30s. After that, we did hear some beautiful muted playing uh, by Eldridge on Echoes of Harlem, again, a tune that was uh, better known in its Ellington version by Cootie Williams, a tune composed by Duke Ellington. And then we finished up with When Your Lover Has Gone, kind of in the same uh, kind of mood as Somebody Loves Me that we started the set with. So some very beautiful playing and restrained more so than we would expect from Roy Eldridge. But these little uh, vignettes that were captured by Norman Grants in these recordings are, are kind of interesting given the time period, the early 1950s. Jazz was kind of looking to find its feet again. Um, bebop players were, were passing from the scene. Hard bop was coming about, but there were still quite a few early style players, swing players and even New Orleans and 20 style players who were still alive and playing very, very well. So the introduction of the LP era allowed uh, reissues of classic recordings, which then in turn uh, generated interest in uh, finding the original players and getting them to to re-record things and to record new things. So Eldridge benefited to a certain degree by that, although he hadn't been off the national stage uh, really all that much during his career. These recordings also look ahead, or maybe look to the side, I guess you'd have to say, to a series of recordings that became much more popular and much more famous that were done by uh, Eldridge's contemporary Jonah Jones, uh, something that came to be known as muted jazz. Uh, Jonah Jones was, if anything, an even more uh, dramatic player than Roy Eldridge. He was known as Louis Armstrong II uh, for a while, but in the 1950s, beginning right about this time actually, December of 1953, he was uh, engaged to play in a quartet, I think at the Embers Club in New York, a very ritzy supper club with a quartet, and volume needed to be kept down, so Jonah Jones stuck a mute in for everything, and um, developed a very personal sound uh, that translated very well into a whole series of albums for Capitol Records that made him quite a lot of money. And it's interesting to speculate that if Eldridge had been given the same chance, he might have gone in the same direction, because these recordings that we're hearing right now are very much in the same vein. So we're going to go on now and listen to one more recording from December of 1953, I Can't Get Started, the Bunny Berrigan feature that was composed by uh, Ira Gershwin and Vernon Duke, and uh, here Eldridge gives his take on it. Before we jump over uh, about a year or so, not quite a year, to September of 1954, also in Los Angeles, in a similar group, uh, except we have a different drummer. So we have Roy Eldridge on trumpet, Oscar Peterson on piano, Herb Ellis on guitar, Ray Brown on bass, and Buddy Rich on drums in this case. And we will hear some solos from uh, Peterson and I think even a short solo from Buddy Rich as well. So after I Can't Get Started, from this session we're talking about right now, we're going to hear the Rodgers and Hart tune Blue Moon, which was... Um, 
quite popular in the early to mid-50s. Even some doo-wop groups were recording that. And then we're going to hear the Harold Arlen tune, Stormy Weather, another nice uh, Eldridge ballad performance. And we're going to end up with a jazzy performance of Sweet Georgia Brown. So Sweet Georgia Brown, uh, of course, was the uh, Casey Burney and Maceo Pinkard tune from 1925. And here it's really given uh, a jazz workout. And this is not a polite version of this tune at all. So those are our tunes for this set. I Can't Get Started, Blue Moon, Stormy Weather, and Sweet Georgia Brown. Thank <laughs> you. 
So that was quite a finale to Sweet Georgia Brown. And you can tell where people have made the connection between Roy Eldridge being the link between uh, Louis Armstrong and Dizzy Gillespie. Um, he came in after the piano solo on Sweet Georgia Brown. That was just a, a crackling solo that could have come out of Dizzy Gillespie in his early years at any rate. And Gillespie always said that he was influenced by Roy Eldridge in his uh, salad days in the 1930s before he really started developing his more advanced ideas of bebop. So we started out with I Can't Get Started, and Eldridge's tribute, I guess you'd have to say, to Bunny Berrigan, another great trumpet player. A uh, nice, warm ballad performance from December of 1953. Then we moved on to uh, September of 1954 and heard the Rodgers and Hart turn tune, Blue Moon, a good muted performance there. And then another nice sort of mid-tempo ballad performance of Harold Arlen's Stormy Weather before we got to Sweet Georgia Brown. That also featured, of course, Oscar Peterson on piano and Buddy Rich on drums. Oscar Peterson, as I said, was born in uh, Montreal, grew up in Montreal. He was born in 1911 and uh, stayed in uh, Canada until I think the late 40s when Norman Grants finally brought him down for some concerts. He started making some recordings and uh, quickly became the darling of the uh, Norman Grants record labels and all of the soloists. If you look at the discographies from the 1950s, um, he uh, supported uh, the Oscar Peterson Quartet or Trio, supported a whole uh, roster of great jazz stars from Roy Eldridge and Dizzy Gillespie to Benny Carter, Lester Young, Billie Holiday, Ella Fitzgerald, Louis Armstrong, Buddy DeFranco, Stan Getz, Zoot Sims, Sonny Stitt, you name it. Uh, someday we might do a, a, a podcast, just a sampler of all of those different recordings as well. Eldridge and uh, uh, Peterson recorded initially in April of 1953 in New York, and Oscar Peterson was actually playing organ for part of that session. We don't, uh, we're not going to play any of the tunes from there, um, but that's going to be in another podcast coming up, possibly that one I just mentioned. Uh, so we're just concentrating on these 1953 and 54 sessions in Los Angeles. So we have time to do oh, two or three more, I guess. We're going to do two more because these are on the longer side. Nah, we'll do three. What the heck? We're going to do Sweethearts on Parade, the Carmen Lombardo tune. This was brought to the Jazz uh, Four by Louis Armstrong in a great recording that he made in the 1930s, and we'll hear Eldridge's uh, salute to that. And then we're going to hear a short performance of a ballad called If I Had You by Campbell Connolly and Shapiro. And we're going to end up with a long performance extended with some great solos of the Harry Warren tune, I Only Have Eyes for You, and that will feature another Oscar Peterson solo as well. So those will be our three tunes going forward. Uh, Sweethearts on Parade, If I Had You, and I Only Have Eyes for You.
So that was Roy Eldridge in 1954 with the Oscar Peterson Quartet featuring Buddy Rich on drums, Herb Ellis on guitar, Ray Brown on bass, and of course Oscar Peterson on piano, taking some very nice solos there as well. We started out with... Uh, Sweethearts on Parade, that Carmen Lombardo tune that Louis Armstrong really made his own and uh, got a nice uh, jazz version by uh, Roy Eldridge there as well. Then a very abbreviated uh, version of If I Had You, a great ballad performance, uh, but very telescoped in, in detail. So Eldridge could, could really focus his playing as he did on that one. On the other side of the coin, we had an extended version of I Only Have Eyes for You, the uh, uh, great uh, Harry Warren and Dubin tune from the 1930s that uh, became a favorite of jazz players from later periods as well. And so we had good piano solo there, but mostly Roy Eldridge really conjuring up all kinds of uh, different uh, soundscapes from his trumpet, all open in this case. He had a, a marvelously personal tone on trumpet, a buzzy, growly one, but sometimes absolutely clear and open, very vocalized. So that was Roy Eldridge for you. And these recordings, as I said, were made for Norman Grants in 1953 and 54. I've had these uh, for, since I was in college, I think, uh, along with the other session I mentioned that we're going to be doing something with later with Oscar Peterson on organ. So some really fine music. So you've been listening to The Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark. Hope you've enjoyed this program of Roy Eldridge and Oscar Peterson. Uh, we are on Anchor.fm, but can be found on Spotify, Apple, and many other podcast uh, platforms. If you'd like to sponsor us, please do. Appreciate all the sponsorships we've been getting. And uh, if you have any ideas for programs, contact me. WolverineJazzBand.net. That's my group. Also, Wolverine Jazz Band on Facebook and Instagram. Love to hear from you. And I'll see you on the other side.